0: This is not just a sermon, neither is it just a teaching. You're about to hear a message from God that will empower and equip you and cause you to excel in life here on earth and in eternity in heaven. Get ready for a transformation by the word of God through his daughter, Pastor Fumi Obilani let's go ahead and celebrate the lord if you have been blessed this last time today is the 22nd day but the last 21 days if you have been blessed just go ahead and celebrate god we've had um, incredible testimonies and god has been good to us amen you may be seated in god's wonderful presence we are going to have an amazing time today so god is really helping us and we are going somewhere And there's no doubt that God is doing a new thing amongst us in the name of Jesus. We are looking at at the conclusion of our uh, our fast and we are so excited. I am excited. Um, I'm truly, truly excited because it's harvest time. It's harvest time. It's the beginning of a new thing. It's the beginning of a new season. We have, we, our ears have heard, we've had so many wonderful testimonies, our eyes have seen, we have seen people rejoicing, and our hands have handled this word of God. We've taught the word of God in the last uh, 21, 22 days, and we have seen the power in that word. We have had some very, very powerful testimonies, and I know that, you know, um, that great things are are, are coming our way. Um, my heart just rejoices just jumps. Um, I, I, the scripture that says my heart is, my, 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 my heart is indicting a good matter is just, you know, resounding in my spirit that my heart is indicting a good matter. My, my tongue is the pen of a ready writer because God is doing some things in this house. And as we enter this new season, we are going to be amazed at the wonderful things that the Lord is going to do for us. We read one of the scriptures we read this morning was Exra, Exra chapter 8. Exra chapter 8. And that was, this was how we felt at the beginning of our fast. Ezra was supposed to go back to Jerusalem and rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. And what did he do? He said, I proclaimed a fast. Exra 8 verse 21. He said... Uh, and at the river Ahaba that we might humble ourselves before God. I proclaimed a fast at the river Ahaba that we might humble ourselves before God and that is what we have done. We humbled ourselves before God. We looked up to him and we did something that we have never done in this church before corporately. We took time to repent as a church Repent from the things we've said to each other, from the things we've done to each other, from you know, we 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 took time as a church to corporately repent. And that, I think, for me was the high point of of this period. And he said, We humbled ourselves before God because we wanted to seek Him for a safe journey for ourselves, our children, and all our goods. We are on a journey. We are on life's journey and the last 21 days we have humbled ourselves and we have sought the face of God for a safe journey for the rest of our lives. For ourselves, for our children, for our seed after us, and for everything that God will give to us. We want to be able to secure it, to keep it safe, and to take it to the promised land that he has assured us that he's taking us to. And Ezra said, I was ashamed to ask the king for a band of soldiers and horsemen to protect us against the enemy on our way, since we had told the king that the hand of our God is is for good on us. So Ezra said, we didn't want to rely on any man. We didn't want to rely on ourselves. No more self-help. No more reliance on the hand of man. We have been telling people that our God can do anything. We have been telling people that our our God answers prayers. We have been telling people that with our God, nothing is impossible. Ezra had told the king that he was serving a great king. And he needed security to travel from where he was to Jerusalem. He said, I couldn't go back to the king and ask him for help. Because I had told the king that I serve a great king. And that is where we are today. That's why we took time to wait on God. We have been telling people that God can't do anything. We have been telling people that our God is all-powerful. With our God, nothing is impossible. Our God answers prayers. We humbled ourselves, we confessed our sins, we submitted back to God because we now want God to be all the things that we have been saying he is. He has never changed. He still remains all that he says he is. We are the ones who have not been doing what we are supposed to do, but we have taken time to change our ways to repent of our ways. And as we move forward, we will see him walk alongside us, walk with us to do amazing things. When Ezra, Ezra said, I couldn't go back to the king. I couldn't go back to the help of man. I couldn't ask man for his help anymore because I had said that I shall be great God. And he said, we'll go in the strength of God. We'll go depending on our faith in God. And that is exactly what they did. And the God of heaven, he came through for them. He said, the hand of our God is for good on all who seek him. And the power of his wrath is against all who forsake him. So we fasted and implored our God for this. And he listened to our prayers. Amen. Amen. We fasted. And we implored our God for this, for his hand to be with us, for his hand to be against our enemies, and he listened to our entreaty. Ezra went in peace and did all that he wanted to do because God was with him. My brothers and sisters, we are entering into a season where God is powerfully with us. Ah! That doesn't sound like the amen. We are entering another level. You heard our pastor from Trinidad. Somebody put an altar on the floor. What were they saying? They were trying to intimidate. They were trying to scare them. They were trying to stop them from doing what God has called them to do in that place. So they put a demonic altar there. And instead of running away from there, they, she, she and the workers, they dealt with the altar. And to the praise and glory of God, they started to build. And I know that as we enter into 2020, we are going to go and dedicate that church building Amen. to the glory of God. And she said the neighbors were peeping out of their windows to see what will happen because they know the meaning of an altar. They know it's supposed to... You're not supposed to go near that altar. You remember when... when um, the, the, in the book of Acts, I think it's 27, where Paul was in a ship and the ship, you know, um, the, 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 the ship ran aground. And they came out on the island of Miletus. And they were gathering wood to keep warm. And as they gathered the wood... A viper came out of the wood because of the heat. And the Bible says it fastened onto Paul's finger. And the island was an island of heathens. So they were waiting and expecting Paul to drop dead. Paul shook the thing into the fire and continued to do what he was doing. And they waited for hours. So if a viper bites a person, the person is dead. And nothing happened to Paul. They became scared. They recognized that the power of God, that there was something about this man, there's a power inside of him. And they tried to worship them. And he said, no, 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 no. We belong to God. We are here for God. And through them, God did a lot of miracles in that island. That is where you and I are now. How many people said amen? Only two people. Okay, you don't believe. Okay, that is where I am now. You can be wherever you want to be. Because there's a power that is at work. And that was how the neighbors were peeping to see. Whoever demolished that altar to see what would happen. But nothing happened. We serve a living God. We serve a powerful God. And we refuse to be intimidated or scared by any manipulation of the the devil and of his cohorts. So we are entering into God's season. We are entering into God's season. God is on another level and he's going to operate with us at a totally different dimension. And the things that God will start to do for us, because there's no more time to waste, and that's why I'm excited. There is no more time to waste. When it is time for you to gather the harvest, you have to be hasty. You have because the harvest season is only for for such a time. It's it, it it doesn't extend forever. It's for a short period of time, and you have to be on point during that period to gather all the harvest in. The next twenty one months is our time of harvest. Yeah. We cannot afford to play. We have to be hasty. We have to be quick. We have to be on alert. We have to be hardworking. We have to run. And God is ready to do some things on our behalf so that we will be released to gather the harvest for him. When we read the story of Joseph, Joseph who was put in a pit, taken out of the pit, sold into slavery, from slavery into imprisonment. And in one day, God took Joseph out of the pit and put him in the palace. We say, oh, that's in the Bible. But do you know that in the last few uh, weeks, we've had this kind of testimony right here in this church. Um, Our sister who testified about not working for five years. That is what happened. If somebody doesn't, as I said yesterday, if somebody doesn't work for five years in this country, by the time you want to go back to work, they will ask you to go back to school. Because... Your, your qualifications, your certificates expire here. They give you a window of time to work, and if you do not work, you have to go back and do some recertifications, go back, and sometimes you have to go back and start all over again. Five years, no work. And when she went back to work, they didn't ask her for any certification. They didn't, they didn't ask her for anything. They took her, they they gave her an appointment, and within six months, if she she started working at the beginning of the year, within six months, they are offering her the director, uh, the the post of a director in the organization. And I'm not talking about Fumi and Fumi uh, Company Limited, (laughs) I'm talking about a real company. (laughs) From the pit, To the palace so we have a real life example amongst us here are we talking about healings this time we are not talking about having to you know having to have this long period of treatment having to go through this having to go through that we had testimonies yesterday of one of the daughters of our of one of our ministers who had been in pain for months severe pain Constant visits to the ER. And then went back to see the doctor for a review. And the doctor gave her a note. Good news. The cyst has been resolved. No surgery, no medication, no nothing. Uh, well, maybe some of you, you... I, I understand what... I, I understand that testimony because many years ago, I, I started having severe pain. I was getting ready for my bi-exam. I was studying in the middle of the night. From nowhere, the pain started. It was so bad. It was so terrible. I did not know. I thought I could hold myself because I really needed. I wanted to do my bi exams. I couldn't. I think it was 3 a.m. We had to call 911. They took me to the hospital. By the time we got to the hospital, they ran tests. They did all kinds of things. They did not know what was wrong with me. From, from the hospital there in my county in Montgomery, they transferred me to UPenn. The professors there, they were running their tests, doing all kinds of stuff, doing all kinds. Of, they, there's nothing they didn't test me for. They tested me for HIV. They, they <laughs> there is nothing they did not test me for. And then at a point, they they took me for a test. They put that syringe inside of me. They pulled it out. It was full of bloody stuff. I mean, there was blood. I could I could see it. They took that. They started running around to say, what's going on here? What's going on? At a point in hospital, I said to God, I said, I'm your daughter. I said, I don't need to suffer like this, Lord. Just take me home. Just take me home. Just take me home. I don't need to suffer pain like this. I told the Lord. I'm talking of about um, 20, 23, 24. 23 years ago. Come to find out that it was an ovarian cyst. So, after God did all that he was going to do, you know, the thing, you know. So when we have that kind of testimony, I, 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 I appreciate what God did for that young woman. Or from the pastor who ministered to us, who went out and came back and had pain. And they took him to the hospital, and right there they started running tests. You you went out by yourself, you came back, and then you, you end up in hospital, and they are telling you we have there's a massive tumor inside. And he's on his hospital bed. And they are running around. Sudden attack. And then before he leaves that hospital, while they are deciding what should we do with him, what should we do with him, right there on that hospital bed in a few days, they rerun the test and everything has disappeared. So we are in a season when God is moving. No more delay. No more delay. We are in a season when God is quickly doing his work in our lives. And the reason why God is doing the work in our lives is not so that we can consume it on our own appetite. God is asking us to step away from self and focus on his kingdom. That is why God is doing all the things he wants to do now. He's showing us that he can suddenly change situations. He can suddenly heal. He can suddenly provide. He doesn't need our help. We do not need to wait. And he can quickly relieve our pain so that we can proceed with his work. In James 4 verse 3 he says, you ask, you don't receive. Because you ask wrongly. You ask to spend it on your passion. Then he, 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 he said, you are adulterous people. Don't you know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. We are in a season where God wants us to be friends with Him and leave the world alone. You can't be in the world and be with the Lord. You are either with the Lord and out of the world, or you are with the world and and not with the Lord. You cannot sit on the fence, it's not possible. And God is ready to do the things that our hearts desire so that we can do what His heart desires. God can suddenly change situations, God can suddenly change circumstances, God can suddenly heal, God can suddenly deliver, God can suddenly provide. Resources are being released to us. Strangers will flow into this place because it is time to rebuild. It is time for restoration. It is time for harvest. God is able to provide supernatural favor, supernatural help. When you turn to Exodus chapter 1, Exodus chapter 1, verse 1. The Bible says, "In the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeru- the, the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled. The Lord stirred up the spirits of Cyrus, king of Persia, so that he made a proclamation through all his kingdom and put it in writing. Thus says Cyrus, king of Persia." The Lord, the God of heaven, has given me all the kingdoms of the earth, and he has charged me to build him a house at Jerusalem, which is in Judea. Cyrus was a heathen king. Cyrus was not a Jew. And Cyrus said, the God of all the earth has stirred up my heart and given me a mandate to go and build the temple in Jerusalem. Let me explain that to you in modern day English. God steered the heart. God steered the heart of Jebusel. The God of heaven has given him a mandate to go and build a resource center for Living Spring. That's what this is all about. And when we talk about a resource center, I'm not talking about 50,000 square foot. Because if you look at what Amazon is doing and, the, and what they are using robots to do, I'm talking about God instructing him to go and do something for him at the level at which he's doing it for his own company. Amen. This is what happened. God, I don't know where Cyrus was when God talked to him. I don't know whether he was sitting down. I don't know whether he was sleeping and had a dream. And he could not resist God. If Listen to me and listen to me well. It's not difficult for God to do anything. And there's nobody that God cannot handle when he wants to do something. Cyrus could no longer sleep. He said, whatever you need, I will give it to you out of the king's treasury. Go and build. It's not go and build the house of God. Go and build God's house for me. He said, go and build the Lord's house for him. If a heathen king will go and build for God. It just tells us When we hold on to the little that God has given us and we don't want to release it. You know how you give a child a bag of candy? And you say, please give me one. And it does like this. Who wants the whole bag that he's holding? (laughs) That is what we do with God. When God says, give to me. When he says, give me your tithe," He's playing with us. He's playing with us. Because if God really needs something, he can wake up anybody. They don't have to be a Christian. The person who came and dropped coats for us is not a Christian. Just walked up and said, do you need stuff? You do come in and dropped it for us. Because we are not the ones who will wear it. We are going to give it out. All the monies you contributed, true we gave some church members, but most of it, where did it end? We gave it out. What you are giving? Yes, Pastor Margaret from Trinidad. We are giving it out. What God wants to do is because he wants to turn us into distributors. Amen. Not just distributors of money, but distributors of blessings. Hear what Pastor Margaret said. He said they were peeping to see how how many people would drop dead. Do you know that when that church opens, they are going to come into that church because they know that there's a higher power there. That's been a distributor. That's been a distributor right there. We are entering into a new season. If we will remove focus from us and we will focus on the Lord, God will do amazing things with us. Resources are being released. Strangers will flow in to help. It is a time to build, a time for restoration, a time for harvest, harvest of souls for the kingdom of God. I am excited. And therefore, we have to begin serious preparation. We have to extend our tents. We have to increase our capacity. You know, last week I talked to us about capacity. It is the time to train. It is the time to disciple. It is the time to, it is the time to pray. The harvest is coming and we must not waste it. We don't have time. This is the time when we have to begin to prepare because when the harvest comes, there won't be time anymore. So we are going to be training, we are going to be discipling, we are going to be praying so that when this harvest begins to pour in, we can gather those souls for the kingdom of God. We are not playing anymore. There's work to do. And God is going to bless us. Bless us so that we can go and do his work. God will do his part. Let us do ours. We have to be conscientious. We have to be at our duty post. Please, 2020, I'm not going to run after any more worker. I'm not running after you. You must be at your duty post. Doing what God called you to do. and You must be here on time. If service starts at nine, at, at 9 o'clock, you have to be here at 8 30. You will be conscientious. You will do your part. You will be responsible. Responsibility, being responsible, is doing what you are supposed to do without anybody telling you to do it. You will be, you will be sacrificial in your service. Good things come at a price. And worthy service will cost you something. So, you will render quality service to God. You will be matured. You have to grow as a Christian. You can't be a child anymore. You can't be waiting for attention. You are supposed to be the one giving attention to others. How long are we going to babysit you? You have to grow up. There's work to do. They didn't come to visit me. They didn't greet me. They stepped on my toes. Why don't you go and greet people? Why don't you go and visit people? They didn't follow me up. Why don't you follow people up? We are entering into a new season. All hands must be on deck. We have to grow up. We must be God-fearing. We may not see you, but believe me, God sees you. Those things you are doing in secret... Very soon, it's going to be broadcast from the rooftop. What's the name of this man, Epstein, or what's his name? All the stuff that they did in secret, and all the big men that were doing it with them in secret, look at them today. And so many other people. Don't let me mention names. (laughs) Nothing is hidden. God tells us it will be broadcasted from the rooftop. This is the time to be God-fearing. This is the time for you to be dependable. Let people be able to say, we know you or he will do what they are supposed to do without supervision, without anybody chasing us around. The harvest is plenteous, And we all are the laborers. Pastor alone is not the laborer. The job of pastor is to train you. You had Pastor Margaret? She said, what we learn here I told you last week, when I got to Harrisburg and I saw what God had done for them, because we are in, in the time of harvest, they are reaping their harvest. And I said, wow, look at what God has done. How did you do this? They said, what we learn from you. When I went to Atlanta, I saw the young pastor there. Wow, look how beautiful this is. How did you do this? She said, you taught me. If you are sitting here. Pastor Ogunye came last uh, yesterday and he said, I was sitting there. God spoke through Pastor and said, your speech must be seasoned with salt and gracious. He said, I got home, I changed the way I behave. If people are learning here and you are sitting here and you are not changing, I have proof that I am doing what God asked me to do because other people are giving me testimony of their lives being changed and of their serving God at dimensions that people get to where they are rendering service to God, and people are saying, wow, wow, wow. So if you are not doing what you are supposed to do, it is not my fault, because the same way I taught them and I'm teaching is the same way I'm teaching you. There are some people here whose lives have been transformed because of what they are learning. Last week in Walnut, I said, I'm teaching you... I told them, I said, God put a grace on my life to make men and women, to take them from where they are to a different dimension, to be a blessing to them, that the grace on my life is to empower people. And one of the pastors in in Walnut jumped up and said, I'm living proof. Sister Lauren is sitting here. When she started her business, she said it was Bible study. I was taking notes. That is how God gave me the business plan from what you are teaching. That is how I can point to people in this place. God is calling us to rise. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. God is going to do a speedy work with some of the things that you think are your problems. And the reason he's doing a speedy walk with them is not so that you will now sit back and relax and say, Aye, I have arrived. He's doing it because he wants to release you to be one of the workers that will bring in a harvest for him. How many of us will walk with God? I believe you. I believe you. I believe you. The reason why I believe you is because there is a grace that is coming upon this house there is a grace that has been released upon this house and it's going to help us to do some amazing things in the name of the lord jesus christ let's rise up on our feet the word is already working in you we hope you were blessed by this message For more messages and information about the church, please visit us at www.rccglivingspring.org.